there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Coming up over the next three hours, we'll get into uh, the worst bets that we made in the NFL this year. Matt Eumann's on the show coming up in 45 minutes. We'll recap uh, what took place with him. Um, what, $200,000 was on the line? He was in position to win in one of the uh, Las Vegas contests uh, up until Sunday night and what happened to him there. Um, other great, great guests on the, on the program today as well, Paulie. It's a, it's a shame when a, any season, I think, in sports ends with a total dud or a blowout. And that was just a bad football game last night. But congratulations to Michigan as uh, they took down Washington for their third national championship going back to the 1940s. And it was a, it was a weird game because, again, that, it was a little bit like the Alabama game for Michigan where it felt like the lead should have been much bigger than what it was. And as I tweeted out early on in the game, uh, for those of you in Southern California, you'll get this. Those of you across the country, you might not. Chick Hearn called games uh, for the Lakers for a long, long time. And he used to have a saying when the game was over with, in his opinion. He would say, this game's in the refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights are on. The butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling. And the jello is jiggling. Yeah. And it was. I mean, that game was over with. And then 
Maybe not so much. Like the refrigerator door started to open up a little bit for Michigan, but they could never take advantage of it last night because they were so bad. Oh, they could have. Washington could have tied the game. Uh, I mean, they made a great job with adjustments defensively. Uh, I was thinking, oh boy, is this Georgia part two from last year? The first two Edwards touchdowns just can't happen. I mean, you lose containment there. It's second and 14. They run the ball, and no one even touches yeah. them. And then the, he runs another 40-yard touchdown uh, af- after that. And that, uh, You're right. It's like school's going to be out here at 17-3. I cannot believe DeBoer and Washington went into that game at all afraid or worried about McCarthy, who made one throw in the entire game, mm-hmm. which was the long pass to the tight end, which there was blatant holding on the play, which wasn't called. And every big game, he played well against Ohio State, did nothing against Bama, and did not completed 10 passes last night. So finally they adjust and then sell out to stop the run, and Michigan can't do a damn thing, and we got a seven-point game. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, Penix misses Odunze wide open for a touchdown, which I can't believe he missed that throw. That, that's And he also missed another guy wide open. He didn't see him. Polk, but yeah. Another guy, yeah. Not, was it Polk? I, I believe that's wide the open pass you're for talking a touchdown. About, yeah. But, I mean, I can't believe he misses the throw where that just, that's just an easy touchdown. But it, it's they picked a, a bad time to play like that where the right tackle was horrendous. Mm-hmm. They were constantly in second and long because of the stupid penalties. But the, they did an excellent job getting back in that game. And to, to think that's going to be a seven-point game, 20-13 to 13 with, the, with the ball? Sure. I mean, but it's, you know, great well, he, job great job by Michigan, though. And then they get Corum going late. But you just, you, I mean, I'm not splitting the enemy. You can't give up 250 on the ground. Come on. Gashed them on the ground. No, I mean, the way that Edwards opened up the game, I mean, it's just like, what is, yes. guys, what's going on here? And yeah, yeah. all this chatter about McCarthy being a top 15, top 20, or first-round pick. Oh, come on. It blows my mind. I said that going back like three weeks ago, the first time I saw like a mock. I'm like, what are we doing here? I can't imagine that that would ever be the case, but it's a quarterback going in the draft, so who knows? Here's what, and I'm sure I missed some last night for Washington, the first play of the second half. Again, I've watched some or all of almost every single Penix game at Washington the last two years. Okay. He, ne- he never played like that. Even when he was hurt earlier this year, like he had some off performances where it's just like, well, he, he's not normally, but he was so bad last night, I thought, overall. That pass, what is he doing with that pass to open up the second half? What? Throw it out of bounds. Where are you going with the ball? The, the missed one to Odunze, like you talked about, was a touchdown. Well, the guy stepped on his foot, though, too. That was just a weird play yeah, all the way around. I know. Yeah. Um, how about the uh-huh. holding call on the one that he did finally connect with? I know, look, I mean, was it holding? People were pissed off on my timeline. Every single person said that there's no way that was a hold. Hmm. The guy caught, caught him with the left hand and pushed him down to the ground. Yes, right. So that right. took back a huge gainer. And they, and but then, they let so much go the oh, entire they did, the game. Whole game. That's why, right. And another one that's not going to get talked about, the screen pass that was set up to McMillan when the, the Michigan defender came flying in underneath the tackles, the right tackle's legs. And I think he, he didn't even do it on purpose. But as a result of that, he knocked McMillan over. And I never had, I wasn't watching the overhead view of one of the broadcasting uh, channels last night. But Herb, Herb Street's on the broadcast saying, oh boy, they had that. They had the entire right side of the field set up for a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So I couldn't see, but that was massive. Who knows? That could have been a touchdown. I don't no know. Doubt, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, Michigan's pressure. And the physicality, big difference. You know, Washington, the best offensive line, certainly didn't look like it last night. Full marks to Harbaugh. I thought the, uh, I mean, this, folks, this is 17 to three, two minutes into the second quarter. 
And then to think it's going to be a, a seven-point game late. And still, they're down 14 at the Michigan 30 with four minutes left. And then the interception happens, and the guy almost returns it. How about the drop by Nixon? It's third and four with Huge. 13 minutes left. Another That's going to be a first down. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yep. I also thought, now they didn't score on the drive, but they have Michigan backed up inside their own five. And that's when McCarthy had the long 22-yard run on third down. Huh? That's third and long. Good job, Paul Stone, to put the prop over the rushing yard. But that he gets them out there, to, and the, the field flips then because they're backed up at their own five, and then they get to midfield. So that was enormous. Yes, it was. So that was you know a tough way to go out. You're right, tough way to end the season. But they just uh, they didn't play well, and Michigan had a hell of a year. And that was just uh, what a job by Harbaugh to think they went through the entire season with 45 penalties and five turnovers. That's nuts. You want to rip the non-conference? Okay, fine. But to, to go through an entire season with only five turnovers and someone's going to offer him a ton of money, and I think he needs to go to the NFL. Hmm. But um, that is just, you're right, tough way to go out. That is now six straight national titles decided by two touchdowns yeah. or more. Here you go. I'll go back to, well, the, the last really good national title game we had was Bama-Georgia the Tua game when he came in at halftime and they were getting shut out and he was just letting it rip. And remember, Bam, they, Bam they Georgia benched. was good. Bryce Young was picked. Man. Luke would know that. That's a one score game and Young throws the pick six, right? Clemson beat Alabama 44 to 16. That game was over with. That yeah. was uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Both those teams, I believe, were 14 and 0. LSU, I mean, that year with Joe Burrow, they spanked Clemson 42 right. to 25. Yeah. Bama killed Ohio State the next year 52 24. This is the game that you're referring to three years ago. Georgia beat Alabama 33-18. That was the rematch of the SEC title game when Bama got him. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that game was very good. Uh, last year, Georgia, of course, over TCU. And then yeah. a lot of people have been putting Washington in that same boat as TCU from last year. I think they're nuts. I think they're out of their minds with that comparison. But now they can sit there and say, I told you so oh, after last night's performance. Um, I do think a couple things, though. I think absolutely you have to credit Michigan defensively for putting the heat on Penix a lot during the game. The secondary was solid, but also it was a combination of both. Michigan really, really good on defense, but Penix played an absolute F game. And I also, I tweeted well, this out. On their opening drive, They went. it was like a 13-play, 70-yard drive, whatever, and they kicked a field goal to make it 7-3. Their play calling on that drive, I said I called it their C-minus stuff. I'm like, were you saving the good stuff for later on, guys? It's a national title game. Hmm. And somehow they went down the field, got three points. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know what that's going to mean later on. It didn't mean anything because they were so bad. Well, let's be real, though, here. I mean, this was a hell of a team. Uh, It's a seven-point game late. How about about you're one-dimensional because your running back's hurt? You can't run the ball. That the goes, guy gets hurt on the first drive. Goes back to DeBoer so that, in the well, previous that's true. game. Yeah, right. But, I mean, you only had six days. You, know, you didn't have excuse me, they didn't have that much time off, but he had 11 carries for 33 yards, and he got hurt on the first drive. I mean, you couldn't use the rushing attack either. That didn't help. Mm-hmm. So, but so, Harbaugh's resume now, 11-1 and one at San Diego, went 12-1 and one at Stanford, won the Orange Bowl. 44-19-1 with the 49ers. Three straight playoff appearances and a national title and ends the drought for Michigan. Now between what's going to happen with the NC2A, it'd be perfect to just say, give me all my... If Ben Johnson... I don't know if that's true, but if Ben Johnson wants $15 million a year, what are you going to pay this guy? Well, I mean... I mean, it's, I, And you see he's minus $2 at an offshore to go to the Chargers. Uh, well, they should have been on the horn as soon as the game... Ended last night, basically saying it's an open check. What do you need? Right. 
You want twenty million a year? I don't care. It's yours. I'm, I'm with you. The Chargers need to give him whatever he wants. If, yes. he wa- if that guy wants five years, one hundred and twenty-five million dollars, don't care. Write him the check. You're the you're the L.A. Chargers. For that guy, you are irrelevant absolutely. still. Yep. And you have good talent. Now, again, I don't think this this McCarthy talk in the first round is just lunacy to me. Yep. People have been saying the entire since the game because Penix was so bad. Did he hurt his draft stock at all last night? Um. We'll find out. I mean, I have no idea how to answer that because I don't know of all this recent steam of him going like top 15 was going to happen anyway. Again, I keep pointing out the, the injury history and the age. I think teams might have concern with that. But there is a sweet spot in the top 15 of the NFL draft where the rumors are going to be out there starting today. Atlanta at number eight, I think, is a possibility for Penix. But even beyond that, how about 11, 12, 13 when the picks go Vikings- Broncos, Raiders. Does he fall beyond the Raiders picking at number 13? Not so sure about that. Yeah. That's not bad. I think he's going to be gone there. If, I mean, as long, as, long yeah. as those teams don't trade their pick and move down, which you can't predict, but I think that would make a lot of sense for that guy to go somewhere in there. Well, the, the, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're just going to say McCarthy's a winner and just point to the 27-1 and one record. I, good good, just, good yeah, luck. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't. That's I don't want to, you know, I don't. I don't want to kill the kid. I can remember being on the air the next day after Vince Young went nuts against USC. Right. And I was trying to tell people the entire national narrative was Vince Young's going to be a top 10, top whatever pick. I'm like, are you out of your minds? Now, the guy played one of the best college games we've ever seen in our entire life. You think he's going to be worth taking somewhere in the first round? And the kid, I think he won rookie of the year after that disaster. Well, it's like Tebow. Same thing. Well, he's a winner. Yeah, yeah. How about the throwing motion? All right, uh, we'll recap more of what happened last night in Win Some, Lose Some. And it's Top 5 Tuesday time. We'll go over our worst NFL bets of the year coming up next here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, 
There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. We're on the Chiefs. Humans likes the under. For more VEASAN Pro picks, become a subscriber today. Follow the money. We'll give you 10% off the annual subscription. Use promo code FTM. Promo code FTM. An hour ago, we talked about the worst bets we made during the NFL season. Uh, send them in. FTM at VEASAN.com. Tweet at us as well. FTM at VEASAN.com. Brett, where do I start? Right coach of the year. Art Smith. That was my number one. Judy. Very popular offensive player of the year, or Judy to have a big year. Sure, was popular. Um, you know, I can't. You know, I, a lot of people took a shot on Jacksonville. It was an implosion. I can't kill you. They were eight and three in what appeared to be a lousy division. That was all uh, on on their defense and and what happened. And certainly Lawrence can't stay healthy. Uh, the Patriots are very popular too with their mm-hmm. win total. Some people thought they'd be a playoff team, but a lot of New England over as well. And certainly that was a, a bad bet in the Patriots. Just the, the quarterback play and, and how bad it was, and it appears Belichick out the door. Yeah, a couple emails uh, emails here. FTM at VEASAN.com. This is from Irv. He had a bunch of NFL underwin totals, but decided to take the one over on the year, and that was the Patriots. Uh, this is from Mark uh, yeah, in Boston. I, so quickly, I did that too. I mean, I played a ton of unders, and it, it, I lost almost all of them. Mm. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's just my, as I said, the worst year for, for win totals, but it's not like I took all these teams over and they they all – Underachieved. That was the big surprises. It was the, the Tampa's, opposite. The Houston's, the Raiders got me again. Me too. Um, yeah. Uh, this is from Mark in Boston. He took a flyer, figuring that Purdy would come back down to earth. San Francisco not to make the playoffs, as he said, just missed. Yeah, uh, almost got there with the one seed. Um, this is from Sam. Tank Bigsby to lead the league in rushing touchdowns and be the rookie rushing leader. I, I don't hate that one. Jacksonville, in theory, was supposed to be. High scoring, a lot of opportunities near the goal line. He might steal those carries from uh, Etienne, possibly. Yep. And another one here, Jerry Judy, Offensive Player of the Year. I know uh, Chernoff was high on Judy before the season started. It made sense the way they closed last year with uh, Russell Wilson. Yep. I was high on the Saints as well and uh, bought into the Atlanta hype. And uh, Tampa took me out and certainly, uh, well, they didn't have a chance with Art Smith. Yep. You, you mentioned the big tickets that cash yesterday. Did you see Mike Evans tied for the league lead in touchdowns? Yeah. What do you think that paid? I, yeah, oh. He was 30-1 to 1 before the year started at MGM. Oh, that's it? Yeah. He could have been. Yeah. Oh, I thought that'd be higher. Thinking like 80, 100. With Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Well, Going I, in? I, I mean, the guy was, how many, he played on three teams in one you know, year. I think Mike Evans has to be the most underrated wide receiver Absolutely. in the last 10 years of NFL. Maybe of our history, lifetime. Look at the numbers. Yep. Absolutely. So you mentioned it. I was watching the game live when it happened because uh, it's just John Moran out for the year, but we'll get to that in a second. Halliburton gets hurt. It was a great game back and forth, and they were down big against Boston. I thought it was like it looked like Achilles or an ACL when he went down because then it was he, he was they carried him off the floor and he had a towel, towel over, over his, his head. head. I mean, it can't. This guy has been so good. He has to be in the MVP discussion. How the, how they played in the in season tournament and the guy's averaging thirteen assists a game and he hardly turns the rarely yeah. turns the ball over. Yeah. 
what he's done. So it's a hammy, and I don't know what, what's what's the what couple weeks is he out? Is he? I mean, I have no idea. I think it's just speculation at this point. Yeah. That's what I saw right away last night. I think they said oh. best case scenario was probably a couple of weeks for him. Okay, well, at least I thought for sure, oh boy, season could be over. Well, how about that, That looks so bad. I was not watching the game last night, but I saw it like on Twitter. How many people do you think were betting Boston just to win the game no in kidding. play? No kidding. And they could not win that game? They were up, I think, yeah, they were up 10, right? Yes. That's a bad job by the Celtics. Yeah. An incredible job yeah. by the Pacers rallying to get the 133 to 131. Another the big win. Another Pacers over even without that guy. God, they're playing well. The opposite of the Lakers. And the Bucks. Well, the pay. Oh boy, I know you didn't have Lillard, but get a stop, please. And now it's a season from hell with Memphis. Ja got hurt in practice, and then it's uh, he has a tear in his shoulder, so he's done for the year, and that'll do it for Memphis season. Even though they had the big wins against the Lakers and Suns without him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that opens it, so you can dismiss them with the West. And someone's got to fall off here, though. I mean, Utah's now past Golden State, and Golden State is like what the 12 seed now. So, and the Lakers had the big win against the uh, Clippers, but I, uh, Darvin Ham doesn't know what lineup to use, and uh, they, the Lakers really are playing bad ball here. And everything that worked last year, like Hachimura mm-hmm. and Russell can give you – Russell bringing Russell back was a big mistake, and Hachimura apparently was a fluke. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think the Jazz would actually make a run, if they can, to get into the play-in tournament potentially, make the playoffs, or do you think they're more likely to be sellers by the deadline? I think they'll do the same thing last year. They'll move some guys, and, and they have a plan. And again, with this treasure chest of picks, that they're focused more on the future. They're 12-1 to 1 to make the play-in tournament. Really? 12-1. to 1. Wow. But what you just said concerns me for sure with that bet. Because yeah. you could make that bet at 12-1. to 1. Wow. You, you can make a case against every team around them right now, right? For sure. So, and then all of a sudden, in the next three weeks, they're like, yeah, you know what? Forget about this. We're going to trade three of our guys. Golden State is a mess. It's an absolute hound's breakfast. They are 17 and 19, the 12 seed. They have played 23 games against teams under 500. Draymond Green, I thought I was going to retire. Silver talked me out of it. What, get, get, lay down. What's your problem? I'm asking you not to act like an idiot. And now, oh, I can't handle it. I might have to he walk wasn't, away. He also wasn't going to punt on $90 million that he's owed. Okay, that too. Now you have Kaminga calling out Kerr in, uh, in this report about that. So the role players are complaining about minutes and not getting their time. Chris Paul is hurt. Uh-huh. They were down. What were they down against Toronto at home? 20, 30? Oh, before, I look yeah. up, it's like 36, 16. Yeah. So this is this is ugly. And, and I can't believe, again, with the Lakers record that you're getting this. You tell me LeBron and AD are going to play like this and only miss a few games, and this is their record? This is bananas. Okay, so does that actually spark a run here for the Lakers, what happened against the Clippers? Or do we look at that and say, when the matter, when the game is big enough and when it actually matters, it's a big spot for the Lakers, that's when they step up and play their best? Like, it clearly meant something for LeBron to win the in-season tournament, although yeah, their right. schedule was relatively easy compared to other teams make, trying to make deep runs. And they had the Clippers the other night, Clippers playing great basketball. I mean, look at what the Clippers did last night. They absolutely spanked the Suns, and I... All three guys played for the Suns, by the way. Didn't matter. Clippers ran them out of the gym. I'll answer your question. Sunday night was a total fluke. The Clippers are 13-1 and in the last 14 games Kawhi's played. They they scored 103 points. It was just he had an off game. He couldn't make a shot. Friday Friday night they went to New Orleans, who was hot. They were up. New Orleans is up 50 on Sacramento. They're playing so well. Anyways, Friday night the Clippers went to New Orleans. They're up 30. Yeah. 
it was just a fluke what happened. But I just, they just maybe they just don't have enough talent, and not, they don't have enough shooters, and it's just a bad mix. And and last year was a little bit of a fluke. They caught a banged up Memphis team, and Golden State didn't have any size, and they just punished them down low, and it was a bad matchup for Golden State. And yes, they hung in there in the games, but they were swept by Denver. Yeah. But it's just you're also seeing, and some people think it's ridiculous. But some people felt Ham was going to be gone if they lost that game Sunday. That he just doesn't know who to play and what. And I'm going to start these guys. And then the the the, the lineup that they played in the playoffs, he hasn't put out there. But Russell's a total bum. You can't get anything out of him. They they never should have acquired him. They could have had Conley. Uh, Hachimura was a fluke. Prince is a good player. But then they've also had injuries with some other key guys. So it's it's I don't. We'll see what Polinka does with the deadline coming up. I mean, uh, I don't know, but it's overall from the beginning of the season to right now, Reeves has had a, a good year. Uh-huh. He's a good ball player. He's their third best ball player. So, is that going to be good enough? I mean, I know this guy was in the mix to win the Six Man of the Year award. Isn't that what he should be? Like, I don't think I want Austin Reeves. Again, I like him a lot. Do I want him playing 38 minutes a game and being their third best player? Probably not. So that probably is going to be an issue. And you're right, Hachimura, I like that kid quite a bit as well. Last year, I mean, was a lightning in the bottle. It was a total fluke. For two months, yep. three months, whatever Sometimes, it was. When, when a guy has a big payday, and right, stuff like that can happen. So, But this is also still a problem when you're in January and you don't know you're tinkering with the lineup and don't know who to play. And, and, and then you saw that report. I mean, I think I know who it's coming from. But the, the night LeBron refused to talk to the media – you wake up the next day and it's, well, this guy doesn't know how to make adjustments and we're getting out coached in halftime, no adjustments at halftime and key lineup moves that are made are not made. And Shams had that. Lakers are lane five tonight against the Raptors. Yeah. Well, they should win. They should win and cover. It's got a high total, That's, man. How it's about the Knicks? 235. Knicks are in action tonight. Yeah, This is unbelievable. They're taking what, money as we speak. It's you, up to 12 and a half. Since the OG trade? And and they, was it, yeah, Friday night, they go into Philadelphia and are up 30, up 25 in that game, and Randall made one shot? And Rand- Randall, Randall was on the hottest stretch of his entire career before yeah. that game? Yeah. It's a very small sample size. I don't want to get crazy here. Well, that that's very impressive. But so far, so good. Remember, they're up 20 on Minnesota uh-huh. since they got acquired OG. It's been great. Uh, da- by the way, Dallas up to nine now this morning against Memphis. That opened up before the John News last night. Dallas minus four and a half. And we yeah, saw, that's, we, that's high. That's still high. We saw what the Grizzlies were like before Ja yeah. came back this year. They were terrible, but big number here for the Mavericks. Do you concur is up next? The most appealing job opening in the NFL and a nominee for sexiest team entry next season. history have begun with a question. They are not to be. That is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur with What, sir? Do you concur? Only number one here. Jacksonville was a very sexy pick by many this year, including me. You can probably put Atlanta in that category as well. Looking ahead already to next season, Green Bay is going to fall under that category. Do you concur? No. I'm assuming they lose Sunday in the playoff game. 
I still think Detroit's the best team in that division, and Minnesota's going to get Cousins back. No, I'm saying like people are going to make a case. A lot of people are going to make the case. Jordan Love's second year, very young receivers. Watch out for Green Bay is what you're going to hear. I would say more Chargers. Chargers, okay. Based on, yeah, they're finally going to get a, well, we hope, a big-time coach, and you get rid of Staley. I think it'll be more Chargers win total over how bad the Chiefs. Who knows? The Chiefs might lose Sunday. I like them, but they, Saturday, excuse me. They could lose, and people, you sure. see a lot of people picking the Chargers to win that division. And maybe another team, actually, in the NFC North. Depends on how the offseason goes for the Bears. Yeah. They could be very yes. sexy. Uh, next year at this time, we'll be talking about how NFL Wildcard Weekend is a top three sports weekend of the year. Do you concur? Absolutely. 100% concur. Here's what we get. Yep. This week, this is going to be this week next year, Thursday, Orange Bowl, Friday night Cotton Bowl, Saturday two wild card games, Sunday three wild card games, Monday night one wild card game. Five days in a row, just take over my life. Go ahead. No plans whatsoever for like 96 straight hours. That's playoff semifinal one and two? Yes. Is that what? Wow. That is nuts. Mm -hmm. That is insanity. Thursday night, Friday night, and then all weekend NFL. People people are going to, they're not. That's next year at this time. Forget about it. That's like March Madness good. Yeah, it's five straight nights with a playoff game. Yeah. That's that incredible. Is the, that is the nuts. That weekend is Mike Palm's right. Oh. That's better than opening weekend in the NFL. Oh, yes. No question. That's great. Prop standpoint, standalone games, back-to-back. How do you feel about the Monday night game? What, Ch- last Ch- night? No, no, no. I no, hate I, I hate the game last night. You got to you got to bump it up to like Thursday again. That's what you want to do. It's only a week. Give uh, the kids like ten days to get okay. ready for the game. Okay. How, how about the Monday night playoff game? Yeah. Chernoff wants it. Yeah, he wants to go three and three. I I would prefer triple three header, and three. Header. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I see both sides of it. It just it just feels weird with a playoff game on Monday. It night. does. All right. You ask me. I'll throw it back at you. The biggest threat to Baltimore in the AFC. The Browns, do you concur? Sal Powell said the same thing last week. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm right there. If it's not the Browns, it's razor thin between, I'd say, the Browns, the Bills, and then probably the Chiefs. But again, how long are we going to hold out hope for Mahomes and company to turn this around? I know. I'm dismissing him. Maybe he'll come back to bite me, but I've watched this the entire year. They haven't fixed anything. They continue to uh, lead the league in drops, and Kelsey can't get open. It's it's a disaster offensively. Miami is, in my opinion, no threat to go to Baltimore and win. However, Mm -hmm. if Pittsburgh would shock the world this weekend, get T.J. Watt, is that an easy game for Baltimore? I mean, the point spread will tell you yes, absolutely. Oh, they're a huge favorite. Huge, but those two teams, the way they play each other throughout the years... Watt might win defensive. He might steal defensive player of the year again this year. Uh, Justin Fields would make sense in Pittsburgh next year. Do you concur? I like that. Yes, but there's a lot of spots where he fits though. I, I have a bunch. Of, in, I, yeah, in terms bunch of, of my upgrade, list here. right? Pickett can't play. I mean, this is that Mason Rudolph stat is nuts. Going into Saturday, he had played tw- made 12 starts. He had multiple touchdown passes in six of them. Kenny Pickett has played at made 24 starts. He's done it once. Yeah. So it's it, I, imagine Pittsburgh with a big time quarterback. Well, I'm not even gonna call Fields big time at this point, but well, I'm, even, I'm not either. But yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about yeah. But that's I, I I'm I'm moving on if I'm Chicago. 
but he's a good fit in, in, in Atlanta, in Pittsburgh. Certainly better than what they have, and we know Atlanta was a horror show, their quarterback situation. Yeah, you can hate on Justin Fields all you want. He is clearly some sort of an upgrade from what the Steelers have right now at quarterback. And I understand the people criticizing the, the play calling, too, and the OC yep. in Chicago. I think Las Vegas, maybe Denver, but they could also be in the market for a quarterback in the draft. Um, Dan Campbell is the college buddy who you used to go on three-day benders with. But fast forward like 25 years, he's still that guy. And you're like, whoa, 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 Captain. I'm 45 now. Settle down a little bit here. <laughs> There's no question he's the same guy. Yeah, the coffee's out of control. He can't. He drinks, what did he say? I, I don't drink coffee. I don't know the terminology. I think it was like, was it two or three ventis? Ven- the, the, it's a venti? The huge, yeah. Yeah, he, he puts three of those down. He yeah. says that's three how he them. starts his day. Three of them. I mean, yeah. he's just go, go, go. I, I, have a, I drink a lot of coffee. When I'm done with like cup number two, I'm ready to run a sprint. Uh, number, if I did three in a day, I'm, I'm, I get that's when I start to get the jitters. Yeah, well, Concurry is that guy, but also I'm so worried about him now with the playoffs. This is just I'm going for it. I don't care where what the situation. I is. know that's the what I'm game, saying. The game at Chicago drove me nuts. He kept going for it every time, fourth down. Yeah, of course. Fourth and ten, fourth and eight, like so, and then the fake punt stuff. I mean, are you going to fake a punt again in your 15-yard line in a playoff game? Are we going to do this with the season on the line? <laughs> yes, I mean, he is, of yeah, course. I know, yeah. It's probably going to continue against the Rams. Uh-huh, yeah. Hey, we're down we're down uh, 13-3, second quarter. Ah, here's a fake punt from our 28. Yeah. Why not? It's who I am. It's what I do. The Carolina Panthers are foobarred. Good, good rep, saving Private Ryan for years to come. Can't tell you what it stands for. But bleeped up beyond all recognition. Do you concur? I think the first time I ever heard that was Tango and Cash. What? I think. Am I wrong on that? What are you talking about? That's saving Private Ryan. Kurt Russell and uh, Sylvester Stallone. I think Fubar was in Tango and Cash. Yeah. Tango the, the, and Cash? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh so. I'll have to go. God. It's been a long time. Movie's like 30 plus years old. I, I concur. They are for years to come. Yeah. With that owner, no idea oh, what they're going to yes. do. Who, who's going to, what are they going to have to settle for as head coach? Good, good point, because okay. who's, who's taking that job knowing what he's like? And it's like, I, I might have Bryce Young. I'm stuck with Bryce Young. And if I don't do anything, I could be one and done or two and done. Now new GM. So You're he's, right. he's going to have to pull a less need and hit every single draft pick out of the park. And oh, by the way, the cherry on top of this whole debacle was, you know, take all the picks. Also, Chicago, would you like DJ Moore on top of it? Oh, yeah, why not? You're going to throw him in, too? Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll settle for him as well. Okay. You didn't have to do that to get the trade done. You did. Yep. So it's like, here are a bunch of picks. We're going to take the worst guy that we could imaginably take at number one overall and take our best threat at wide receiver? Where's the hope? Yep. Yep. Um, I know it's a top five show. No debate of all time. But the marathon started Friday, and it, we're on season five today on HBO. Sopranos is the most underrated show of all time. Well, it's do you concur? It's turned into that, unfortunately, because we've gotten we're we in forgot the, about it. Yeah, we, we people forget about it. And what's right? We're in the golden age of television. Have been now for a long, long time of TV shows in particular. Right, every single where you look, there's a new network or a new app, whatever coming out. Check and they put a lot of money into it, and they're really, really good shows. And unfortunately, um, it's gotten lost for some reason. But at, yes, it is now underrated. It's a comedy. You want to go back and laugh. Watch the first couple seasons of uh, The Sopranos. There's no way I, you're not going to laugh out loud. I can't believe how good the first season was. Oh, did you go I, back I and watch the, the marathon? Yeah. yeah. 
The, the, I mean, call, Tony kills the guy on the trip for college on Meadows' trip. The I, stuff that happens in season one, the, the beef with Uncle Junior, and I can't believe I'm like, it's happened right away? Sure. I forgot all about season it. Season one's great. I think season yeah. two with Rich, R- Richie April. Yes. I, I loved season two. It was phenomenal. Um, the writing, Gandolfini, it, it's... I, I'm blown away. The, the back I was and blown forth. away by season one. Yeah, and the acting between... Gandolfini and Carm, some of the fights they got into. Right. Off the charts, A plus I mean, he had to hype himself up yeah. with these scenes and go, go and with the 25 year anniversary now with Sopranos. Yeah. You're not going to want to hear this, but one oh, of no. the 49ers of the Ravens will lose in the first playoff game. Oh, come on. You concur? No, I, don't, I, I didn't want to think about it. Can't even go there. All right. Uh, I can't we won't go then. There. I can't. The <laughs> most appealing job oh, of opening in the NFL is the Atlanta Falcons. No, I don't concur. Again. You don't concur. Chargers. Because of Herbert? I, I take the Chargers, yes. And you're living yeah, I don't know who my quarterback is. That, that's big. I like the weapons, but it, again, I like who, the weapons. I love the weapons, but again, and a pretty good defense, although they, they didn't show up Sunday. But what, what does it matter? What does it mean if I don't have a quarterback that can. I think weapons and I think division, long term, short term and long term. Again, we just stomped all over the Panthers. They're not turning around that bad boy anytime no, soon. Right. Dennis Allen is going to be the head coach of New Orleans moving forward for who knows how long. They're not. And it's Derek Carr, by the way. And, uh, you know, the Buccaneers, a little fluky here maybe this well, year. Well, we know. Eight, nine wins is good enough to win the division. Sure. Just be able to get to 10. Yeah. And and what if Peyton, what if Peyton gets his quarterback in Denver? Mm-hmm. He'll put it together. And the Raiders are seemingly pretty close. I walk into Herbert. I, I made the playoffs two years ago. And I should have won a playoff game with, yeah, the, with, you know, with the implosion. So. I'm good to go with the Chargers. Let's follow the money here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. We'll update wild card numbers in the NFL next here on the show and tell you about some of the bets that we've made. Um, looking forward to the games coming up on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's all coming up here on Beeson. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right. Well, the books need, uh, took some sharp money on Michigan, but the books win because of all those big Washington futures. In any event, Edwards' first touchdown of the game, 16-1. to Edwards to score two touchdowns, 11-1. to To score a single touchdown was 6-1. to Corum, anytime touchdown, open 220 here at Circa. Got up to 450. I, I saw 1,100 at another book, and no was not offered. Well, remember I brought that up yesterday, too, about him scoring two touchdowns. Yeah, then, plus 110, was it? Then we saw the odds were like, yeah, right. eh, maybe not. So yeah. if you bet it, I guess congratulations on it getting there. But. Yeah, to win MVP, he was 4-1. to one. And What'd you think of that? I agreed with it. 130 yards, two touchdowns. I thought, no offense. Who knows what Edwards gets if he if Edwards is the gets all the carries. I, yeah, I thought Edward, Edwards was absolutely yeah. the MVP of the game. Michigan from four up to five and a half. Michigan alt line minus 10 and a half plus 180. Michigan Washington under 50 and a half plus 160. Michigan to win by 17 plus plus 375. Penix under one and a half touchdowns plus 165. Jazz money line plus 285. What were, what were they up 30 on the Bucks? Yeah, 31 at halftime. Whoa. Bucks cut it to 10. Was to Lillard go to the fourth quarter? Was Lillard washing the Washington game? I mean, Lillard didn't play. I can't. That was. I think he was uh, shining their shoes, actually. Yeah, right. Because he gave them all his uh, new brand of uh, shoes before the game last night. Jazz plus 11 and a half down to eight as well. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com. Our radio and podcast friends, you always want to see these tweets and videos. How about three dogs on a bike? How about this? Look at this. You got the kid, three on a bike, two dogs. The kid in the middle, you got the puppy on her back, and you have the other dog on the handlebars. Oh, you got the little guy in the basket. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there it is. Got the little guy in the basket. Is that too. it? There you I go. Mean, yeah, you some, yeah, you got some room for more on four, there. Four on a bike. That is awesome. Look at the little guy. I missed him. Peekaboo. There you go. And the guy hanging out in the back as well. That's how you do it. That's excellent. Congratulations to Paul Giamatti. Fantastic actor. Great on Billions. Phenomenal in Howard Stern's movie. Uh, the list goes on and on. He won a Golden Globe Sunday night. And then he goes out. How does he celebrate? In and out burger. How about that? And there was a there it is. But he got a double double there, animal style. Like he's got the tux on and everything hanging out. Imagine you're in and out late night. And there's Giamatti. He's got the Golden Globe. Now the other thing. That's such a. I love that move. Yeah, what a power move. You see who he's dating? No. He's dating the dominatrix. From, the from Billions. billions. She's an actress, but she oh. was the dominatrix Good on the show, Billions. wonder how that goes for him. <laughs> you know, I did see this about the guy. I love Paul Giamatti. Uh-huh. I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, this was taken off, like, I think it was on X or Instagram. Somebody said, he's like, it's unfortunate that he's been typecast. 
and they said whatever this show was in that he did, I didn't see it. Uh-huh. He's the same character in this show that he was in Sideways. Like he's always the same uh, guy, which yeah. eh, he's too good. You yeah. need to like give him different roles. Oh, he's great, no doubt about it. How about a jackpot? Nappy sent this in. Nappy 420. Did he, did he say tell you where this was? I never. Anyway, no, I ne- well, yeah. he's playing the only game in town. Ultimate X, quarter triple play. He gets dealt fours and a kicker. Multipliers. The one on the bottom is eight times. That's five grand, folks. Here's the feeling good all the time. What a hit. Dealt to you. Yeah. Piece of cake. Triple play. That is beautiful. And one lose some. On the day the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. Five teams immediately came out and said not interested. Four of them fired their coaches. <laughs> Atlanta, Carolina, Washington, and the Raiders. Oops. Yeah, MVP, one seed. Okay. If you're looking for a betting edge to the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, we have you covered. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today. Get the daily best bets with the leaderboard or see who has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Dog videos. Your first 30 days is $9.99. VSIM.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. All right. Excellent job, guys. Golden Globes, succession cleaned up. Oppenheimer cleaned up. I think there's money to be made with the Oscars and Richard Roper on tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to talk to him. Feedback that we're getting. We brought this up earlier in today's show, and we gave you uh, the worst five bets that we think we made throughout the NFL season. We also tweeted those out at VSIN Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. Robert Sala, Coach of the Year, when they were 3-3 three and three going to their bye at 17-1, probably the worst bet that I made on the entire year. Um, the feedback we're getting. Dan Goodwin, he bought into the Saints having Carr, Kamara, Olave in that division, played them highest-scoring team in the league. Mm. Andy, Mike McCarthy, Coach of the Year. His thinking was... He took over as the play caller. That's a huge upgrade from Kellen Moore. Yeah, it was. It was from call, uh, play calling. Yeah. Uh, Curran Johnson, Chargers to win the West. Yeah. Dennis Allen, Coach of the Year. Jacksonville AFC, Seattle to win their division. Yeah, Chargers to win the West was, uh, sorry, Curran. Uh, Ken, Cade Klubnik to win the Heisman. Yeah, don't fall, and don't bet him next year either. Uh, this is uh, unfortunate. ABW1903 on X. His worst bet was the one that he did not make. He had the Ravens 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and he got cold feet. Oh. He was going to put 500 down to win 12,500. Well, long ways to go, but certainly what they've done in the regular season going back here is impressive. But now Lamar has to get it done now. I think he three touchdowns, five interceptions in his uh, playoff history. We were talking to a hardcore Clemson fan. he said, like, Klubnik, uh, the elevator doesn't go to the top floor. Ah, okay. Which is, could be a problem. This is from uh, Dan Lifshatz. Akron over three and a half wins. Got to be one of his worst. But in the NFL, Packers' worst record in the league. Well, he took a shot. Yeah. Well, the worst one so far has been right coach of the year. That's so far. Right coach but, of the year. Know, everyone, yeah. Just um, to, be, to be whacked that early and just, he was up against it with Bryce Young. Well, but a lot I of people, can't believe that. They never ran a play the entire year with the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, That's impossible. I wonder, did the those 0-16 teams oh, yeah. in Cleveland and yeah. Detroit, but did they have leads in the fourth quarter? Well, those Lions, yeah, Lions, were, that team was competitive. They were always cashing tickets, and that was... That yeah. Cleveland team, I recall, not being very competitive at all. 
Must have been one or two of them. I think the Browns, didn't they have that stretch where they were like 130 and one? Yeah. Didn't they have the tie-in? Um, yeah, I can't, most people are chiming in with, they fell for Jacksonville. Everything on Atlanta. Got me on, yep. Every which way on Atlanta. Yep. This is from uh, I had Fink, Smith. Yep. Finky. Biggest mistake, Titans division after they beat the Giants. Fell for it. Power trip bets on X. The under on NFL passing yards leader Tua. He took his under passing yeah, yards. Yeah, I understand that. I know. You thought he was one hit away from being out. Tri-state cappers on X saying any Patriots bet I put in. Think I would yeah. own three when betting on them. I can't believe how many people thought they were going to be good. Well, they were taking... They, were, right. I was, they took money week one against Philly. I, th- I, th- I want to say that a lot of sports books were reporting, quote, sharp money on the Patriots again this week. Throughout the year. Yeah. They just they were taking respected money, uh, and yeah. they just... That reminded me of those Browns teams. They were so bad. They were taking professional were taking money every week. Sharp though, right? money they, every single week losing, didn't matter. And, and losing. losing. And they just, at some point, it's got to be like, I don't care what my numbers say. I can't possibly lose on that team yet again. Yep. Uh, Willie Beeman, thanks for checking in. Oh, the women screaming. Found Utah 75-1 to 1 to win it next year. I think that's a good shot. That's a good number on that team. Yeah. Good coach, quarterback coming back. Fantastic coach. That, that conference was lousy. Did did really well. That guy has done like exceedingly well in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is bigger than what the Big 12 is going to be. Uh-huh. No more Texas. No more Oklahoma. You got to put up with K-State. Arizona is going to the Big 12, but are they going to have a? And are they going to be able to repeat what they did so last it's, year? It's a game changer now. It's what you, like the yes/no playoff props. What's that going to look like? And now that we're going to get 12 teams in this thing, who yeah. knows? By the way, um, two of the guests that we had on last week getting their thoughts on the national title game. Brad Powers was all over Michigan. Good job by Paul Stone. Paul Stone nailed his two props that he liked. Yep. Um, he had West over with the receiving yards. That, By the way, that prop moved. I, when he came on last week, I think he gave out 24 and a half. I saw as high as 32 and a half before game time last night. That went over. And then he, he also liked McCarthy rushing. And I know a lot of people were screaming, like, where are the, we need more runs from McCarthy. Where are they? And then finally he just made that one play happen. And that was they, a huge play. They were going to have to punt from huge, their own territory. Huge. There that were so many. Down. There, it was a bad football game, but there were so many big plays that happened in it. Yep. Or potentially big plays that didn't happen. I mean, how Penix missed Odunze there for the touchdown. Easy throw. Oh. It was, for me, it was too much backpedaling, though, as well. Yeah. Just, you know, backing up, backing up, and then let, letting it go. And, but you didn't, you didn't know, you had no rushing attack. Just Johnson getting hurt early, and then you become one-dimensional. He threw the ball 51 times. Right away, second and 14, you're like, eh, maybe they can make him punt. No, Edwards untouched yeah. of the end zone. Next that drive, well, what's going to happen here? Oh, Edwards again, mm-hmm. right in your face. Even an easier touchdown. Uh, we'll talk NBA. Tom Habistro is going to join the program coming up next. He called his shot for MVP before the season started, and now he's doubling down. Welcome in. We'll hit some uh, NBA here. Tom Habistro does a great job covering the NBA. He has a great substack at TomTheFinder.com. I subscribe. Hardcore breakdowns with numbers all the time. Analytics insider for the Trailblazers who play the Knicks tonight. More on that coming up in a minute. Uh, thanks for the time as always, Tom. We appreciate that. I'm glad in your substack, TomTheFinder.com, 
uh, you pointed out that you made the case for Shea Gilgis Alexander to win the MVP before the season started, and you doubled down yesterday. Why are you so high on where we're at in the season with SGA? SGA has been so good on both ends of the floor. He's a guy who's averaging 31 points, six assists, six rebounds a game. But more importantly, it's the defense that I think people aren't paying attention to. This guy has 24, as of yesterday, 24 more steals than the next highest guy in the NBA. Those are creating turnovers. It's more important, in my opinion, to get a steal than it is to get a block. Because blocks, like let's take the case of Joel Embiid. 40% of Joel Embiid's blocks don't turn into steals, meaning the 76ers only recover 60% of his blocks. So we tend to think of blocks as, oh, yeah, that's a turnover. They stop the shot. They go the other way. But Shea Gilgis-Alexander is turning these uh, defensive plays into instant offense. I looked into the numbers according to Second Spectrum. When Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets a steal for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the offense in the other direction, they have 142 points per 100 possessions (laughs) of the offensive rating. That's insane, okay? The average offensive rating in the NBA is 110. They're getting 142 on those plays where Shea Gilgis Alexander's stealing the ball from the defense and going the other way in a track meet. He is so good in the open court. And it's almost like with Lou Dort and with Chet Holmgren locking down their guys and owning the paint and owning the perimeter, it's almost like they're having Shea Gilgis Alexander be this cornerback, this free safety who's out there hunting for steals. And then, boom, going the other way and getting an easy buck. So, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, right now at at, at dunksandthrees.com, they have a stat called estimated wins, which is an all-in-one metric that incorporates not just your box box score stats, but also your on-court, off-court data. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is far and away the best player this season in the NBA. And I think he is the MVP, and I think a lot of people – are getting too caught up in the Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic race. Okay. I think Embiid's going to drop out of it pretty soon. This is great. This, this is hardcore. This is awesome. Well done. Now, Presti had the quote about we're just having our breakfast right now. They could be at, win the division. They could be a top three seed. What would you do if you're running the organization? Do you make a big move? Good point about Dort, too. He's been really improved his shooting. But would you make a, would you make a move if you're Presti? I would certainly look for it. I would look for uh, the Utah Jazz and Larry Markkinen, and here's why. He is a star. He started the All-Star game last year, but more importantly, he fits the timeline for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's 26 years old, so Mm -hmm. yes, he's a star, but he's also on the younger side going into his prime. And secondly, he has two years left on his contract at about $18, $20 million for the next two years. That's a bargain. That's half as much as some of the other stars in his caliber are making, sometimes a third as much as a, as a megastar in today's NBA. And he's such a great shooter, playmaker. He fits a lot of what they do offensively, and he's so big. So you can play him at the three. You can play him at the four. You can play him at five in small ball lineups if Chet is in, in uh, foul trouble. He's such a great fit for what OKC is doing in age and in salary. And the Utah Jazz, if we know one thing about Danny Ainge, who's running that that basketball club, he loves draft picks. And guess what? Sam Presti has draft picks for days in his cupboard. So I would say, OKC, I would bet that they aren't going to make a huge deal. But if they are going to swing for the fences here, I think it's for a guy like Lowry Markkinen, who's in a small market, 
who's on a team that is trying to rebuild just like OKC, and the Thunder have lots of picks, and we know Danny Ainge loves those. Would you call them a true contender with or without making a move? Yes, yes, and that's because the Western Conference is wide open. I'm not so I'm not sold on Rudy Gobert as being a defensive anchor in the postseason. They're the number one seed out West, but now with Golden State, Phoenix, the Lakers are floundering. John Morant out for the season with a shoulder injury as of last night. This Western Conference is there for the taking. So normally I would say, hey, look, you know, the Denver Nuggets, they're the reigning champs. They're the favorites. But when you're talking about Jokic, who's coming off a, a, an amazing finals run last year, I just think that the NBA finals is wide open. And OKC, for me, mm. the upside is there. Um, in a normal season, when Golden State Warriors are, are running and Lakers are dominant or and the big three in Phoenix are healthy and going and playing at a, at a high level, I would say, hey, he's off on OKC as being true contenders. But they are so good on both ends of the floor, and I think they've got even more to grow. Do you see the Lakers getting it together at some point during this regular season? Do they know it's 2024? Like, this is the three-point era. They aren't shooting threes. They yes. don't play guys who shoot threes. And that's one of the big reasons why they're not really contending this year is because the offense is totally compromised. They don't have spacing around LeBron James. They don't have spacing around Anthony Davis. And this whole Austin Reeves awkward dynamic with, with Coach Ham, bringing him off the bench for most of the year after he, what he did at Team USA and after how he finished last season, something is awry. I don't understand why they can't put shooters around LeBron James or refuse to play the guys who play well with LeBron. There's something going on there. I don't buy it but defensively. This is a team that should be top five in the NBA in defense. They play defense first players, and yet they can't defend at a high level. So which is it going to be? You're going to play defensive guys, role players who lock down defensively, or you're going to open up the floor with shooting. They haven't done either, and that's why they're floundering. I don't don't see them getting it together for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm selling them. Okay, very good. And the fact that they were 24th in offensive efficiency uh, blows my mind. How It's a small sample size, but how about the Knicks since they acquired OG? Up 20 on Minnesota at home, and then they go into Philly and blow them out in a game. Randall made one shot. Are you buying the Knicks? I'm buying them not as true title contenders. I put them on my fifth tier at TomTheFinder.com. I put the uh, title contenders uh-huh. in tiers, five-star rating, four-star rating, pretty simple, just like an Uber. And I think what I, I I was discounting the Knicks from the get-go. I just moved them into my uh, five tiers in the bottom row. I'm still a little skeptical of a team that has Julius Randle and their, their ceiling in the playoffs. I do think that there's a chance that they move Julius Randle at the trade deadline. He's, a, he's no longer a CAA guy. This is a, a franchise that is built from Leon Rose from uh, CAA, the agency. Yep. They just acquired OG Ananobi, who's a CAA guy. He's been plus 85, OG Ananobi, plus 85 in four games. That's the best start <laughs> over a four-game stretch in Knicks franchise history. A lot of that is fueled by unsustainable three-point shooting. But I would be more convinced that they are a true title contender, guys, if they move off of Julius Randle and get a more reliable star in come playoff time. I'm a believer in Jalen Brunson. But this team, I think, still has a couple moves to go before I I call them true title contenders. Okay, how many teams above them in the East do you think will also make a move? I mean, rumors came out this week, and I think anybody could predict this, but the Celtics probably are going to try to make a move. I think the Bucs, there's something wrong here. I know the offense, and no Lillard last night. They have to do something, and then do the Sixers do something as well? 
yeah, what's going on in Milwaukee? It was a, a lot of smoke before the season. The fact that Terry Stotts, Damian Lillard's yes. trusted former coach, resigns uh, right before the season. That is not a good look for a coaching staff. Adrian Griffin, the head coach, their first-year head coach, and you're getting a guy like that who's saying, you know what, I don't want a part of this. I can't do this. So I think something's going on with Milwaukee, too. Their defense really isn't where it should be. Brooke Lopez and Giannis ended a Kumpo. Uh, they, they should be much better defensively than where they're at. So I think they have to upgrade on the wing, especially. Uh, they've got enough shooters. They've got enough playmakers. But I don't think they have enough defensive guys on the wing. Jay Crowder being injured hurts them. And I also think keep an eye on P.J. Tucker over there on the Clippers. He's kind of in the doghouse right now. And if they upgrade defensively, we know what they can do with B.J. Tucker um, or other defenders in the league. If they get an upgrade there, I think they're going to be much better off. They need to do something defensively because it just seems like they're not locked in, that they're tuning out the coach, that they're not figuring out, hey, we're Liadis and Brooke Lopez. We're a wall. No one can score on us. And yet they're one of the, the more disappointing teams on that end of the floor. They shouldn't be where they're at defensively. And I think Boston Celtics... For me, they're the title favorite. They're so locked in, both oh. ends of the floor. Uh, I think the title's there for the take. Yep, totally agree. Tom, we only have like 45 seconds here. What are you hearing about Halliburton's injury last night? Uh, that's scary. I mean, anytime a star player gets carted off the floor, that is scary. But secondly, the way they play, they run track meets every time down the floor. They're the best offense in the NBA for a reason. They get up and down, play seven seconds or less. The Mike D'Antoni offense under Rick Carlisle and Tyrese Halliburton you're not going to rush that guy back a hamstring injury if he's dealing with an offense that high octane. So I'm a little worried about Tyrese Halliburton and what a season he's had so far. Tom Habistro is the analytics insider for the Trailblazers. Again, they get the Knicks tonight. Also does a great job with the Substack. I subscribe. You should as well. It's TomTheFinder.com. Incredible numbers and research that he puts into it all the time throughout the season. Thanks so much, Tom. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you guys. Have a great one. You too. Thank you. Be good. In Pocket Plays coming up and a couple of observations for some college hoops games tonight as well. Go on. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts
if you dare.